I always say this all the time. Uh, we talked about it with Brad, about what's going on with Andrew Tate, I think is an absolute sham. Uh, what's happening in Romania, but at the very least, he has his Twitter back. Yes. And we're monitoring that because the mainstream media is going to basically tear down this man, call him a so, uh, misogynist, call him names, this, that, and that. But as someone that has interviewed him, as someone that is close with his camp, PBD, Tate, Valuetainment, ourselves, uh, I feel the need to um, give him and shine his light and give him his props where it's due. Um, but he's made some controversial comments mm. this week about um, Festa hoes that he talks about, oh. not festival girls. And he's also called out some of the crypto nerds out there. Uh -oh. So pull up his Twitter. Let's address some of these Tate comments and let's get your opinion on the other side of this. Yes. So here's what Tate is saying about women who go to festivals. Mm. So Tate says, this is from his Cobra Tate account. He says, avoid women who go to festivals. They're either on some loser's table who's feeding from a cocaine or in a crowd of sweaty peasants because they're a sweaty peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Endless Instagram stories screaming and having fun to prove to the world they're worthless. Hard pass on Festa hose. So, Nat. Yes. What's the last festival you've been to? Um... The same one you've been to. <laughs> <laughs> if I go anywhere, I go with you. You keep me safe. And how long ago was that? I don't even know. Yeah. You keep me safe. I'm like, okay, I'm with this guy. You know, there's a story from Seinfeld that it's a festivus for the rest of us. If you're a Seinfeld <laughs> fan, he just made up a new word, festa hose, mm -hmm. for the rest of hose. Um, here's what I'll say to what Tate is saying about that. Um, as we all know, Tate likes to be extreme yes. and make. Uh, bombastic comments. Mm -hmm. I don't think that every girl that goes to a festival is a festa hoe. However, mm. a lot are. Yes, they okay? are. Yeah. A we lot are. Not them. you. Yeah, yeah. But we've they seen out them. There. <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, at some point, every woman has to have an epiphany phase. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, I don't expect women who are 21, 23, 25 to not want to go to festivals and not want to go to concerts and mm -hmm. clubs. And I think that's completely unrealistic. Uh, I think it would be hypocritical for me that's worked in nightlife and has hung out with thousands, if not millions of women in clubs to be like, what you hoes doing up in clubs and festivals? <laughs> so I think that would be hypocritical. Right. I will say at a certain point, sooner rather than later for women, they should exit stage left from being a festa hoe yeah. or being a hoe and actually turn into a good girl, mm -hmm. not a bad bitch, a good girl, right. and actually get their mind right and act right. I'll give you a story. I'm in, um, in Miami the other night, uh -oh. and my buddy introduces me to a very pretty girl. Mm. Very, you know, tall, gorgeous, this girl was blonde, dark eyes, the whole deal. Mm. And I was like, oh, so what up? What do you like to do? She's like, yeah, I just moved down here from New York. And I'm a DJ. I'm like, oh. all right, cool. She's like, well, I'm a kind of like a part-time DJ. I work in an office, but I really want to be a DJ. And I'm going to uh, Rufus of Soul this weekend. And I'm going to this event. I'm going to that. And I, I said, that sounds great. How old are you? She goes, 38. I'm like, mm. you're 38. And this is what you're all about. Mm. Now, listen, if you're 28, that's already kind of a little cross on the line. Yeah. But you're 38 talking like you're 21. Lovely meeting you, Rebecca. 
I'm going stage left here. Yikes. So there's different stages in life mm -hmm. that you can be a festa hoe right. uh, versus just a straight up hoe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so for a man that is looking for something a little more in depth and a little serious and has been to festivals and yes. has been with some festa hoes, <laughs> <Guilty>. uh, <laughs> for me, I wasn't fooled by how pretty she was and how you know, good looking she was and how done up she was. She answered one question about what are you all about? And when she's like, I love to go to festivals and concerts and dance and do my thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to become a DJ at 38. I said, best of luck, baby. Mm -hmm. So I'm right there with you, Tate. At some point, you do need to avoid these type of women. Yes. Um, but at the same time, not every girl that goes to a festival is like, is that. like that. For sure. Uh, but a lot are. Yeah, no, they, they're, out, they're okay. out there. So just be mindful of those women. But you can you can pick up on it. Use your instinct, man. Like, be smart. You can sense yeah. when a girl is looking for things from you. And a lot of the time in that scene, they want to be in the VIP and do whatever. So just be on your... You're on 10, you know? I'll say one last thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think most guys will understand what I'm saying here. Some of these girls are, how do I say this? Very attractive. They're very attractive. Like, very yes. attractive. So, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, as Drake says, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. So, there's nothing wrong with partying with some of these festa hoes. You just don't want to be wifing up these festa hoes. Yeah, but you got to be careful with that too because it just takes one wrong night for you to make yeah. a decision or something happened. Look, we had one shot yeah. wonder, you know? Well, that's why and you... Uh, now you're engaged forever with a relationship because of the child with the festa Well, home. that's why you wrap it up. Correct, but if okay. it breaks or something, then what? Bend, don't break. That's my <laughs> final point. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. What that's what they say in the NFL, defense. Bend, don't oh, break. Yeah, because I watched that. Uh, Tate then goes in. He called. If you said... If he said, oh, you think I'm only calling out the hoes, hold my beer. Let's call out some of these crypto nerds out here uh -oh. for a second. So Tate had this to say about some of these crypto people out there. And I know a lot of them because, as you all know, Miami has become the capital of capital, the capital of crypto, the capital of NFTs. Right. Uh, not fucking things that I deal with, NFTs. <laughs> um, he says... There is a new generation of nerds, crypto kids who got rich in 2021 by scamming in shitcoins or NFTs. The easy money isn't in crypto anymore. They're 20-something and have no real-world skills, but the rent is due and their crypto fortune is sinking. Yikes. So, So they buy a Lamborghini and some watches. They open up social media accounts and brand themselves as businessmen. They come up with some backstory about being as successful in real life despite business, despite being 20 years old. Scroll down. Yep. Usually a digital market agency or some other value or bullshit that can't be proven. And they try to sell you the secrets of how to make money. Some 25-year-old yelling at you that money is easy. All right. He goes on and on and on. Um, wow. So... I've seen this, I know this, I can appreciate this, I understand this. You know, I think if there's any message that I try to convey to all you guys out there is my whole thing with money, other than save that money, is I want to build wealth slow, mm -hmm. not get rich quick. So you have no idea how many guys I've seen come and go in Miami over the years 
whether it's the real estate stuff, yep. tech stuff, crypto stuff, NFT stuff, it's sort of easy to get rich quick, uh, but it's very hard to build wealth slow. Right. So most of the crypto kids that he's talking about, some of the reasons that they lose their money isn't so much because they're they made money and they lost money in crypto. No, that's not what it is. Is because when you build wealth or, or get rich quick, you have zero foundation of how to operate. You have zero understanding of what to do with the money. You haven't really earned it. So what happens is you start paying $6,000 in rent when mm. you should be spending 2000. You end up buying a $100,000 Lamborghini when you could just Uber everywhere mm. or just have a normal whatever car. Yeah. You end up going to clubs and you're 21 years old and you are what is known as a fucking mark. And they say, oh, the table minimum is $5,000 tonight. Mm. Welcome to Club Live or Club Story or Bodega or whatever amazing club there is in South Beach or in Vegas at Excess and Lavo or whatever right. Tau Group owns. And they're going to hit you with the minimum and you don't know shit. And then, by the way, the bottle waitress knows that you don't know shit. So she's going to hit you with that 20% gratuity. You just paid her 1000 bucks, and you have no clue what you're doing. Yep. However... If you've been around the block a little bit, you could say, hi, I would like a table with no minimum, or we're going to chop up the bill a few different ways, or I know a promoter and I'm going to sit with him and all his chicks and I'm just going to drop him 500 bucks for letting me sit with him. When there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. But if you have no experience, you're going to get taken to the cleaners. You know, they say uh, a man with money meets a man with experience. Yeah. A man with the money walks away with the experience. A man with the experience walks away with the money. Good luck, young fella, out there. So that's what happens with a lot of these crypto kids. It's easy to say Bitcoin was worth 60, 70 grand, and then it went down to 15, 20, and that's where they lost all their money. Mm. Yes, that is on the surface of the story. We all understand that Dogecoin at one point was almost worth a dollar. Now it's worth less than a penny, whatever the number is. Fact check me, all good. Mm -hmm. But that's only half the story. You've made the money. Now what do you do, do with, with it? Money. Yeah. So. That's my little rant on these crypto nerds out crypto here nerds. flaunting. I would so, love to put it. I, I would like I was talking to you actually in the car about um, that interview we had with Mr. Richard Hart. You know, he was yeah. really big into crypto and he hex. was explaining hex, you know, why it's, uh, you know, it will never crash and it will never go down. Put a one in the chat if you guys would like us to bring him back, you know, kind of Ooh. follow up to see how he's doing when it comes to all of this stuff going on. Um, because I would love to see kind of where he's at right now. I've seen yeah. him trending on Twitter. Um, so I would love to see if you guys would like to see well, him Well, next week, no, in two weeks, we're going to be at the Miami Bitcoin Conference. Mm. Okay. Would you like to come with me to that? I would love to come okay. with you. Well, I appreciate you, Nat. Maybe I'll uh, bring you along with me. I love when you appreciate okay. you. I appreciate so you. So we'll be there for that. We're going to be having Michael Saylor mm -hmm. on the PBD podcast. We're also going to be having uh, Ran Nooner, who mm. has one of the uh, biggest crypto shows out there called Crypto Banter. He'll be on PBD podcast coming up mm. along with George Gammon. So we're going to be talking finance, crypto, Bitcoin with all these guys nice. uh, in the next couple of weeks at the Miami Bitcoin conference. Mm. And your boy Saz, of course, he's going to be out there as well. Say what's up if you see me out there in these streets. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, get rich quick doesn't work in the long run. Build wealth slow. Mm. Um, speaking of not trying to get rich quick, speaking of building wealth slow, you know, they often say that there's a process yes. to these things. Mm -hmm. So there's actually an NBA player named 
nicknamed The Process. Oh. Familiar with this guy? Uh, I will be after today. Yeah, you will be. And his name is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Right, now, Joel Embiid, if you're not a basketball fan, that's okay, because there's a bigger story here about staying the course and understanding the process. But if you are a basketball fan, I feel like you're doubly going to appreciate this story because Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers, right now they're playing the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. But Joel Embiid was recently named the NBA's most valuable player for 2023. Now, Joel Embiid, the reason we're talking about him is I don't just know of Joel Embiid. I don't just know Joel Embiid. I'm actually friends with Joel Embiid. I've been hanging out with him for almost a decade since his rookie year in the NBA. So let me give you a little backstory. Uh, well, let's ad- let, pull up the, st- the actual ESPN article mm. about him winning his first. So Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid wins his first MVP. Scroll down a little bit. Nice. Okay. So uh, Sixers uh, NBA MVP. Yeah, we got all that. Right. He beat uh, Giannis. He beat Nikola Jokic. But here's his reaction to winning the MVP. This is after, I think this is his ninth or 10th year in the league. For the past two years, he's finished runner-up, but uh, he just won MVP. But this is the ending of the story. We're gonna play this, but then we're gonna go back to the beginning of the story and why I think this moment is so powerful. Mm. So let's play the ending of the story, and then we'll go back in time to beginning with some pictures that I have with Embiid. So play this video. The 9th 2023 MVP from the Philadelphia 76ers. So his whole team is applauding, going nuts. Just watch Embiid. Just watch, keep your eyes on Embiid. He's the first person you see right there. He's not standing up. He's not cheering. He's not applauding. That's former MVP James Harden giving him a hug. Okay, all he's doing is crying. Okay? And all he's doing is thinking about everything he's been through to get to this moment. By the way, I think Joel's 29, going to be 30 soon. Well, I'm going to cry. Okay, Nat's going to cry. I'm going to cry. Former MVP James Harden hugging him, loving him, his teammates, Tobias Harris, dapping him up. Uh, Maxie's right there. He can't even move. He's, he's just crying. Wow. But, you know, as we say here at the end of the show, that's the happy ending. But let's go back in time a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to basically go through some pictures of Joel and I hanging out. And I'll give you a little backstory because here's the deal with Joel. Uh, the process, they said you need to trust the process. Why? Because his first two years in the league, you know how many games he played his first two years? How many? Take a guess. It's two years. Two years? Yeah. Mm, maybe like seven? Zero. Oh. Played zero games. Not a good He guess. was injured. He was out of shape. He was living it up. Mm. Uh, He had some back problems. He had some feet problems. He didn't play any games. But what did the Philadelphia 76ers franchise say? Trust the process. Mm. So you, you might not be where you're at going to be in life. Trust the process. We just did an interview with Brad Lee. He trusted the process. At 54, he's doing the best he's ever been in life. When he was 24, he had two kids from two baby mamas, had no money, homeless, living on a beach. Yeah. Trust the process. So uh, Joel's 29. He was drafted number three overall in the 2014 NBA draft out of Kansas, seven foot. And he likes drinking Shirley Temples. Aww. Now, how do I know that? 
How do you know that? Because nice? I've been out to many clubs with Joel Embiid in Miami. Wow. Now, as I've said before, what I've told people, what I've told the Kardashians, <gasps> what I've told NBA players, what I've told musicians, what I've told celebrities is, is hold on, Joe, is um, don't hit me up when you're in New York. I'm not the New York guy. Don't hit me up when you're in LA. I, I'm not a Vegas guy like Chicago. That's not me. Mm -hmm. Dallas, not really. But when you're in Miami, hit me up. Yeah. Okay. And that's what a lot of people did. So Joel hits me up. Uh, his agent, good friends with my buddy, Humphrey's agent. Mm -hmm. We all know this. So for many years, still am, but not as much. When people came to Miami, they hit up your boy Saz. Mm. So Joel hits me up. What's up? Yo, Saz, I'm in town, brother. What's up? <laughs> What's up? We're going out to a club. Here's some pictures. I don't know if they're in any particular order, mm. but I'll just kind of explain what happened. And these were a lot of times in the first couple of years where he wasn't even playing. Oh. So let's see some of these pictures. So wow. this is at Club Live. Wow, look at you, Saz. Okay. No gray hair. No gray hair for Saz back <laughs> in the day. So I brought Joel to the club. Uh, I knew that girl. He's like, hey, it's okay if I hang out with a girlfriend. You got it, brother. <laughs> so, Nat, that girl kind of looks like you a little bit. No, not at no? all. No? No. You know, curvilicious, brunette, pretty. Mm -hmm. I don't no, know. She's pretty, but doesn't look like me. I don't know. I can't, you know, my eyesight in is. We know. But as you can see here, they just put confetti out in the oh. club. Joel, uh, this isn't a story about him partying, drinking. He drinks Shirley Temple's. Good for him. Okay, but not really because Shirley Temples have grenadine in them. That's as sugary as a drink as it gets. Yeah. Okay. At least he's sober. He was. He was sober. Okay. okay. So that was at Club Live. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, Giselle, the uh, bartender. Mm. Uh, but we would go out. We would go out in South Beach. Keep going. So that was at a club. Um, there you are. Punch in a little bit. There I am. Oh, you need that a was, tan, baby. That was the half the Philadelphia 76ers team. There's my guy. Nerlens Noel all the way to the right. Joel mm -hmm. Embiid to his uh, side. Here's a, here are some uh, some homegirls of mine. In the middle next to me is Jeremy Grant. Mm -hmm. Great player. A couple other players right there. This guy was a club promoter. Mm -hmm. uh, the Asian girl that I'm with, that was actually my buddy's girlfriend. Oh. That, so that wasn't my girl. We're, we were all cozying up. But Clearly. we were popping bottles all up in the club. <laughs> okay? This close. is before he became an all-star. This is before that he became an MVP. Mm. He was out with your boy Saws all up in the club. Oh, no. There's a message here at the end. Stay tuned. I'm staying. Keep going. What other pictures do we have? Okay, so this was after. Wow, look at how yeah. small. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Look at how yeah. small you look. Uh, and you're tall. Yeah. This. Wow, I'm six foot ten. Yeah. That's how tall he is. How tall is he? No, I'm six foot. He's seven foot. Wow. This was after. Uh, I want to say his third year in the league when he just started playing. Mm. He still looked like a little youngster at that point. Yeah. Um, and this, that, so the guy all the way to the left? Yeah. Whose family member do you think that is? His or mine? Oh, it's definitely not yours. It's, <laughs> it's definitely <his>. mine. <laughs> that is my British uncle, Stixie. Really? That I've known for all my life. I saw you think you can get me in a date tickets to go see uh, your boy, your mate, Joellen Bead, the process. I said, I got you. That's been uh, like my family member forever. Everyone thinks it's like, who are you? Why are you with Embiid's family? I said, why, how racist and presumptuous. Are that? It's actually my uncle over there, wow. Uncle Stixie. Anybody that knows me or knows my friend Stixie down in South Beach. So anyway, that was that. Then keep going. What other pictures do we have? So now we're talking, this was a few years ago, um, when he looks a little bit more like he looks now. Right. Um, 
this is a kid that I asked Joel to take a picture with because this kid goes to every single Heat game. He's in a wheelchair. I said, would you come meet this guy? He can't come down to the floor. Yeah. This is after the game. Clearly, there's nobody in the stands. Right. So uh, if you go to Heat games or any other game out there, uh, the family and friends get after game passes yeah. to come on the court and come hang out with the players. Mm. They sit in the front rows, and that's where you hang out with the players before oftentimes they get on their bus and they leave. I said, would you do me a favor? Would you walk all the way to the top? Um, so you can say hi to this guy that can't make it down here because he's in a wheelchair, yeah. this kid, uh, and take a picture of them because whatever you need, Sauce. So, so, so that speaks to his character out there. He came by and wow. popped a picture. So uh, absolute stud. Mm. So I think, is that all the pictures? That's it. So there's more pictures out there. Okay. But what's my point here? Um, you look better with gray hair. Oh, that I look better now? <laughs> Thanks. That's my point, guys. Moving on. That's my no, point. No, what's my point here is that, you know, uh, there's a beginning, middle, and end to your story in life, okay? And uh, right now, I'm in the middle of my story. Mm. Joel Embiid is in the middle of his story, okay? Of his life story, of his basketball career. But if you only judge your story at the beginning you might think that there's no happy ending at the yeah. end, right? Yeah. First two years of his league, played zero games. He was called a bust. He was, he was injured. He basically, people were saying that he's never going to amount to anything. He's injury prone. Why did Philadelphia waste such a top pick, a number three pick in the draft on this bust, injury prone guy? Yeah. But what did they say? Trust the process. Mm. His nickname is The Process. Nine years later, okay, he's the MVP of the league. Mm. And that's no big, that's, that's no small feat. It's huge. He beat out the two-time uh, reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, mm -hmm. out of Denver, okay, who was a favorite to be an MVP, and also two-time MVP and NBA champion, Giannis Otentokounmpo, mm. okay, of the Milwaukee Bucks, who my Miami Heat eliminated. But when you go back to that video, Okay? Yeah. Go back to that video of him crying just for a second. You can feel it. And picture it. yourself, before you play this video, picture yourself and embodying Joel Embiid. You're working. You're hustling. You're an entrepreneur. You're a sales guy. You've started a business. You're struggling out there. You haven't made enough money. Things are tough out there. The economy, inflation, interest rates, mortgages, crisis supply chain there's so much going on you came into the league when you're 20 years old you're 29 now and after everything you've been through the heartbreak the failure the long nights the sleepless nights the breakups everything that's going on and then it all culminates with you being named mvp or for you salesman of the year mm -hmm. millionaire ceo boss success Picture yourself as Joel Embiid 10 years later after you started the process. Play that video now and put yourself in Joel's shoes. Go ahead.
recommend camaraderie? Yeah. Of course, the camaraderie right there. Yeah. That's awesome. So you have no idea how happy I am for this guy. Yeah. Such a good dude, such a real dude, you know. Um, you know what this means, right? What's that? We got to have him on the sauce. Yeah, cast. we got to get him on. We got to bring him on the sauce. You cast. know, he doesn't really do a lot of these podcasts out here these okay. days. But, you know, I, you might or not know this. I got a connection with him. I think you do. Okay. <laughs> so he went, he went from drinking Shirley Temples all up in the club with Saz wow. to NBA MVP. And we'll see if he becomes a world champion this year. Mm. We'll see if he ends up making it out of this round with the versus Celtics. Hopefully he ends up playing my heat in the next round if they can beat the Knicks. Mm. But I love this story so much. Because I've known this guy since he's a rookie, and he's got a heart of gold, as hilarious as it gets, uh, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. So I'm wishing him all the success, and I'm wishing you all the success. I'm wishing you the same trajectory as I'm wishing Joel Embiid, okay? Because we all have a starting place. We all have our doubters. We all have our haters. We all have our people that say you ain't going to be shit. You're not going to amount to nothing. Tune out the noise. Focus on what you can control and become the MVP in your life. So shout out to Joel Embiid. Shout out to you. There we go. Ask anyway, Nat, you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. You're, I want to ask the chat. You're, you're crying a little bit? Yeah, I was crying cuz you know, you sometimes you see these gentlemen and you hear you don't hear sometimes the best things about these athletes. And when you get to see um, some of them reach these levels of success and you don't understand the struggle like you show those pictures of him when you guys used to party together. Yep. And as fun as it may look, you'd be surprised what people are going through, like, internally, right? It's yep. like he came here to party, but look at where he is now, you know? Putting things aside, you know? Putting your priorities first and putting yourself first. And to me, like, a reaction like that, I know it's like, men shouldn't cry and show weakness, but, like, seeing that, you can't help but respect, you know? It's like, shout out to you for putting the work, the grind, you know? Went to go see a fan in the wheelchair. Like, it's those little things that are, are character builders for people. And when you see even the team come together, and the former VIP, you know, like congrats. MVP. MVP. Uh, yeah. VIP, VIP, MVP, right? Well, the VIPs are in the club, the yeah. MVPs are on the court. There Same you thing, go. There you go. Um, but the, to see the MVP, the former MVP, you know, congratulate him. I love to see that men camaraderie. You know, you don't see that very often today too much. So when you see that, it's like you get to see the team. Essentially, it's like the team won together. You know, the MVP is on their team. Oh, yeah. Um, so shout out to you and the work you put in and the struggle that you've been through. And, you know, just know hopefully it's going to be up from here from you. Um, and I think this is a nice little taste tester for you to see how far you've come. So shout little out to you, Joel. taste tester. All right. Yes. That's awesome. Um, I've got a couple more stories, but I, I want to wrap up now because okay. uh, I want to cut the episode short. I think we had a great episode with Bradley. I think we learned a lot. Yes. Um, I think the story of Joel is where I would like to, to end this. Uh, I got a couple announcements. Is there any more Super Chats that we want to uh, get to? Yes. Let me super, super Chats, let's got. do these. And then a couple announcements. Yes. Some housekeeping items for the people out there to understand what's coming up next yes. on the SawsCast. Go ahead. Awesome. Well, thank you for the Super Chats. I always got to say thank you because we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Rai Hito. Guys, any advice for my new routine? Wake up at 4.15 a.m., drive to work, get there at 5, go to the gym, at work 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. get home from work at 5 30 work out 6 to 7 play video games 7 to 9 p.m. go to bed at 9 should I cut out the video games I mean it's like <laughs> what are you making as I'm hearing this <laughs> I don't what does he do for work I don't know if um, you can... it doesn't say okay but it, it, it's so funny 
uh, I guess, yes, cut out the video games. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, two hours of video games. But as I'm hearing this, I'm like, this guy's up at 4.15. Yeah. He's working out at 5 a.m. Yeah. He's grinding. He's hustling. He's doing it, but he can't get ahead. The only catch is he's playing video games for two hours every night. It's like, yeah. unless you're a video gamer, mm -hmm. okay, uh, that's making money from this, yeah, cut that shit out. Yeah. Um, I will say, because you're going to be like, oh, I, I like to have fun. Listen, I work my ass off. I'm do I have a financial firm. I'm doing content with Valuetainment. We're doing business planning, we're strategizing, we're working on major things. Right. By the time I get home, dude, I am like, don't eat, like nothing. Pride. So what do I do? I'll turn on an NBA game. I'll, I'll relax, I'll let loose. I'm not a fucking robot. Right. I'll have a cocktail, I'll chill, whatever. But I'm not playing two hours of video games. I, yeah. I allow myself some grace, mm -hmm. some chill time. We all know that. So obviously you, sh you should have your leisure, but, um, no, if you really want to get ahead, I think you can. So maybe play video games for a half hour, for an hour. Mm -hmm. But if you're playing video games for two hours a night, for seven nights a week, that's 14 hours mm -hmm. a week of video games. That's 28. That's 54 hours a month of video games. Yeah. As they used to say back in the day in Full House, cut it out. Oh, I love that. Cut it Sh out. That's shout cute. out to Joey Gladstone. <laughs> I, um, I think that. also a determining you know factor that? too is um, what do you do for work and if you're happy doing it and if you want to do more because then you have to also differentiate like your time, separate what your time. Yeah. We actually have Caleb uh, Box in the chat. Oh my God, I know my that's guy. Your boy, right? Yeah, that's my boy. Uh, shout out to you. He said, here's a tip for him. Uh, I had to cut out video games with a routine like that. Focus on five important tasks uh, that move you forward and only get that done every day. Otherwise, it's not possible to maintain. 1% wins every day will compound. He, he, you know how there's rules and exceptions? Yes. Caleb's of an exception. He's uh -oh. an exceptional dude. You know, I always say play the long game. Caleb's, I, I think Caleb's 22, 23. Mm -hmm. I don't know how cold, he's young. But I feel like he's been grinding since he's like 16. Mm. And he's, I feel like he's like a 30-year-old in a 23-year-old body. So he's yeah. the exception, not the rule. Be like Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Caleb. Um, and then that is it for chats. Thank you guys for the chats. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share. Because uh, Sus is about to announce some upcoming yeah, things. Yeah, we got some things going on. you don't want to miss it. So. Yeah. Well, uh, scheduling. Okay. Usually, Sauzcast is on Thursdays and Fridays. Mm -hmm. We're going to be switching it up next week and potentially moving forward. Mm -hmm. Next week, we're going to be doing this show on Tuesdays. Going up Tuesdays on a, on a Tuesday. Tuesday. So we're still going to be doing Thursdays, but next Thursday we're actually doing on Friday. But moving forward, Sauzcast for the most part will be on Tuesdays and, and Thursdays. Thursdays. And then every once in a while we'll have special episodes on Fridays. Fridays. Yes. Fridays are going to be special episodes. So mm -hmm. Tuesdays is going to be Saz and Nat doing yep. our thing. Thursdays, as always, we do our panel yep. with lovely women opinionated dudes, mm -hmm. uh, everything that we do on Thursdays. Now, Fridays is when we're going to be doing special episodes. Mm. So we're going to have an, a major announcement yes. that we'll announce on Tuesday. Yes. That's when we'll make the announcement. Mm -hmm. But in a handful of weeks, we're going to be doing a special Friday episode yes. with the one and only, only, well, the two and only, there we go. Fresh and Fit. Fresh and Fit. You so guys fresh asked and for fit, it is coming out here. Mm -hmm. 
We're bringing some ladies on here. Yep. We're going to be hosting an event with Fresh and Fit. Details to come. Yes. So if you're a fan of Fresh and Fit, if you're a fan of Myron, if you're a fan of Walt, a.k.a. Fresh, uh, we are cooking up something nice to collaborate mm -hmm. with Fresh and Fit, Sazcast, and Valuetainment here. So stay tuned for those details. Yes. But you do not want to miss Tuesday's show. Don't. Where we're breaking out all the details for this upcoming podcast slash event slash bonanza slash extravaganza slash george costanza and i don't know i was trying to get you to go we're going with that but um that's it for housekeeping today um i really appreciate our guest today brad lee yes i think the one message that i'm taking away for you guys all here for you fellas out there is play the long game you might not be where you want to be today okay but you're gonna get there if and we'll use bradley's words yes. you have the right mindset skill set and habits mm. trust the process like my old buddy joel Embiid. Yes. shout out to the mvp and shout out to you being the mvp of your life of your story you might be a rookie scrub bench warmer right now but there's an MVP somewhere inside of you, buddy. So go become that. Anyway, yep. uh, enjoy the weekend. Trust the process. Yes. And save that, that money. money. We're out. We'll see you on Tuesday. Boop, boop. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you guys.